don't give a fuck. Are you sure? I just don't give a fuck. Presenting the art of not giving a fuck with Derek John. Welcome to part two of Garrett's conversation with Ben Settle. Exactly. Yep. He'll be that boring guy. And then the guy who uh, slapped her ass on the street, you know, corner will be more entertaining than you. And that's where things will add. But, uh, well, that, that's, that's the thing. There's this guy named Roosh. He's in like the pickup artist community. I love reading stuff. It's really good. And he's talking about how in America, we've just gotten to the point where you have to be a clown. To, to, like if you're gonna go after the the party type girls and stuff, I'm not saying all girls, like, but sure. you know if you're gonna go after the, the the ones that are the hottest and they're out there and they're they have all this, they're in big cities and they have all this attention and they can pick any guy they want. It's like whoever's the biggest clown is gonna win. And you know there was this um there was this cartoon I saw once where it showed this like guy and girl they were like just laying in bed. And you know he was whole, he was spooning her and all that, being all romantic. And she's like, "Oh, you're the nicest boyfriend I ever have." You just, I can't believe I got a guy like you. And then, <laughs> in the last panel, she goes, "It's gonna hurt like a son of a bitch when I leave you for a manipulative bad boy." <laughs> 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 it's so true too. So you, you might as well be that bad boy. You know, it doesn't mean you have to be a jerk or anything like that. But you just like you were talking about before. You don't want to be needy. You don't want to put her on a pedestal. You know, you, you don't want to be scared of her. She's not better than you. You don't need her. That's the thing. Guys have this, like, scarcity mindset. They think they need that. There's no other girl better than her. My girl knows I have other options. And she will always know I have other options because it's just the reality. doesn't mean I'm going to flaunt it or, you know, like, use it as a weapon. But, you know, you have options as a man. As a man who's successful especially or has a goal in life, yeah. trust me, you have more to offer her than she has to offer you. Because here's the thing, and, and girls hate hearing this. Now, I don't care because they need to hear this, especially the ones who are online doing online dating and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're on there for five years because they can't find a guy. Oh, where are all the nice guys, right? And I hate to tell you this, but we, as a man, you have more to offer. <laughs> you just do. Now, granted, she has more, if she's an attractive woman, she has more people on the front side, on the front end, like options. But understand that most guys are not sexually attractive to the average girl. They're just not. You got to be confident. They want the confident man. They don't want the, necessarily the best looking guy. They don't want the mush cookie. They don't want the, you know, the guy could be look like a model, but if he's a mush cookie and a pushover, that's not attractive. That's one date is all it is. But as a man, we, I mean, think of all, you know, there's this comedian, he deceased a while ago. His name is Patrice O'Neill. He brought, he, he said it best. He goes, you know, we have to show a girl the best of us just to get them to say, in order to them to say hi to us on the street. We have to be basically a celebrity. They have celebrity status just because they're a pretty girl. It doesn't matter how they dress or anything. If they go on the street, there will be guys hitting on them. You can be the best-looking guy on the planet. You can go on the street. You're not going to have girls hitting on you. We have to like really work for it. We have to dress well. We have to have a good job. We have to have a career. We have to have goals. We have to have a nice car. we got to keep ourselves groomed. We got you know, to be, be exciting. We got to give them just the right amount of drama. We have to do all this. We have to jump through all these hoops just to get them, just to get their attention. We have to be successful. If you really want to make it easier on yourself, you have to be super successful. You have to be a guy that other women already want, which makes you more attractive to the one you do want. You have to do all of that. All they have to do is get up in the morning, put on some ugly, sweaty sweatpants and sunglasses and an iPod and try jogging down the street and every guy will try to hit on them. So we have to try harder. We have to show them the best of ourselves. They don't have to. 
that comes later. You know, what we're attracted to up front is not the same things they are. And, you know, people can say it's fair or not, but guys should take comfort in that, that it's not. It's actually the, the math is in their favor. There are less supply of successful, confident men out there, especially in America right now, than there are of hot, beautiful women. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that the math is on your side, if you get your head on straight, it, there's nothing to worry about. There's this scarcity mindset. is You don't need it. Yeah. You know? So... Anyway. Well, and that'll enhance your connection with that person because, again, you'll, be, you'll both be there because you choose to be, not because you're afraid of leaving it, you know? Yeah, and isn't that what guys do? They, they sit there and they, they're, like, afraid of offending. Oh, I'm afraid. Oh, she's going to leave. Dude, if you go through, I mean, you're going to lose her if you do that. And, and rightfully so. What girl wants to be with a guy like that? I, mm-hmm. You know, pe- sometimes people say I'm a little hard on, on girls. I'm really not. Actually, I'm more hard on guys because I've written – I've sold in the dating market – and I'm far harder on guys because I really do believe it's always the guy's fault. If she leaves you, dumps you, if she divorces you, takes half your income, the dog, the house, and all your dignity, it's your fault. You did something wrong. You were not the man that you should have been. That's really – she's not going to leave the right kind of guy. She's just not. But if you start slipping and getting complacent and all that, she's going to. Right. And, uh, and, and, and vice versa. If a girl just lets herself go, she gains 200 pounds or whatever, yeah. you know, the guy's going to leave. And you can't blame him. And so – a weak, needy, desperate guy is the equivalent of a woman who's, like, let herself go physically. It's the exact same. And so, you know, I think guys... That makes guys, sense, yeah. Yeah, it's not about looks for them. They like... Thank God they like us for other things, dude, besides looks. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see it in... Uh, here in, here in, in Colombia, I've noticed, I've seen a lot of times, a guy it might be even a little overweight, maybe not the most attractive face... Uh, and you know, I know everybody has different standards, but you can kind of assess these things. Yeah. And and, uh, and and he'll be wearing you know a decent suit or something like that, and then there'll just be this insanely hot woman, you know, following in tow uh, with these with a guy who where you'd you'd never put those two together. If you saw them separate in a room, you'd think, oh, that guy, that girl's going to go for that guy. Yeah. So never think that. But you see that all over the place in the city here. You know, just, uh, I mean, it's enough data for anyone paying attention to see like, oh, okay, this, this doesn't work quite the way I think, you know. The women aren't <laughs> looking for the mo- those model guys necessarily. Well, it, that's very true. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because guys think girls are looking for what they want and girls think guys are looking for what, what they want. So, like, <laughs> girls think that it's impressive that they tell us about their job and they have a car. And they've traveled all over. None of that works to their advantage. None of it. I, I like to make this joke sometimes, and it drives my girl mad. I, it just drives her angry. This will start a drama in, in a second. <laughs> I say, I, you know, I actually don't mind the girl that works at Subway. <laughs> like, I, like, she's more marriageable type to me, the girl that works at Subway, than the one that works at Hooters. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I know. I've said <laughs> stuff like that. I've let stuff like that slip like that. That girl's really beautiful you know? there. This is a nice experience at Subway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't, they don't, they always take that so personally. It's not about, not literally. I'm just saying, like, like we don't, I don't need a chauffeur. I don't need a travel agent. <laughs> I don't need someone, like, I, it's the opposite. A guy wants to take care of a girl. He wants to help her. He wants, he wants to bring her. Uh, I mentioned Patrice O'Neill. This, this to me nails out down the whole thing. He would talk about the king and queen. A, a king can make any girl out there a queen, the most peasant of peasant girls a queen. Just by, just by taking her in, he makes her a queen, elevates her above everyone else. Mm-hmm. A queen cannot just go out amongst the guys and pick a king. 
it, it won't work. Yeah. Nobody will respect that king. Nobody will like that king, which means she won't like or respect him. She has to be with someone who pulls her up. I know this is like anti-feminist because I am anti-feminist, actually. I, I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I know it's politically incorrect, but a king always elevates the queen. And if they don't do that, if they try to be equal, then you have stagnation. Let's say, oh, everybody says, well, they have to be equal. I say, no, you want, a girl wants to be with a man who's better than her in some way. Not like in every way. I'm not saying it means he's always going to be better like at every little thing. I'm saying in life in general, whatever it is she finds important, she wants him better. You know, she wants to be able to say, hey, this is my man. No, that's and that's awesome. That makes total sense. And, and uh, part of what's, uh, you know, I've experienced that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that's pretty much all I mean. It's a king and queen thing. And it's like a king can make any girl a queen. A queen cannot just make a man uh a powerful king. He has to earn it and elevate her up to that position. Otherwise, there's no respect. The subjects won't respect the guy. She won't respect the guy. And, you know, so anyway. Yeah, no, that's that, makes, that, that makes total sense. And, and uh, the experience I've had too with my, uh, with my girlfriend is we tried in the beginning, I mean, she was doing things for the business where it made sense, just little things, learning and, yeah. and, uh, and helping out with it. And that was cool. And then sort of playing a bigger role in it. And I didn't quite, I didn't know exactly how to manage it. I like doing things all by myself, mainly. Yeah. Uh, or calling all the shots, you know, and people who want to just do tasks or whatever it is, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I <laughs> uh, but so, but then I, I, I tried to do the balance thing. Oh, we're both, you know, just we're equal in this. Who can do this business and stuff? And then after a while, it made, it just didn't make any sense anymore. It was, it was too hard to work it out. But then, uh, you know, we can do a specific project together. That's great. Uh, but now I'm helping her understand like a sales funnel and how to build a, a really simple thing with, you know, w w from ads to, a, to a, an opt-in, to a webinar, to a conversation and just get some clients in, you know, something super yeah. simple like that and just showing her how to set it up. Now, when we're having those discussions and helping her with hiring a designer and helping with these tasks, then it's amazing because now the 10 years of me fumbling around in business can be just <laughs> boiled down so that I see her get results like in weeks that took me sometimes years, you know? So then I'm learning how to encapsulate this stuff. She's learning, but you know, and we're not even concerned about balance. It's like, Hey, how the hell do I do this? Okay. Here's how you do it. You know, and it's a natural, it's a natural role and it feels good. You know, it, and she feels better. She, if she was teaching you, you wouldn't be the boyfriend for very long. I guarantee it. This is why so many, um, like girls price themselves out of the dating market, and they're not doing it on purpose, right? But when they that, like, because a lot of girls find education to be like their litmus test. A man has to be educated, right? Mm -hmm. So a girl gets her like master's degree. There's not that she's running on a supply of men at, if she's going to pick that as a criteria, you know? <laughs> it just doesn't work. But you're you're talking about what you do with your girl there. Um, I, I've been teaching mine copywriting, and mm -hmm. you know. Life is really much better when she realizes that she's not going to ever be better than me at this. And she's tried, though. She had that little chip on her shoulder, right? She's getting some, like, clients, and she's getting a little chip on her shoulder. Oh, maybe I don't need Ben for this anymore. Maybe I'm, you know, but it, it doesn't take long to get humbled in business, right? Like, yeah. you just, like, there's one. It just doesn't. So I just sit back and let it happen. And uh, But now it's like she she values any time I talk about copywriting or email marketing or mar anything related to business she practically like mentally if not physically has a pad of paper in her hand and she like she's like right okay so one of my friends dan meredith i don't know if you know him or not but mm -mm. he um he hires me to coach him he's like the only guy i'll take on as a 
coaching student. And even that's like begrudgingly. And he's going to pay me like 500 bucks to talk to him for an hour tomorrow. And I was just helping my girl out with an ad she wrote. And she goes, I can't believe you're giving me all this value. It's like he's got to pay you $500 and yet I can just access you at any time. And she understands, like she appreciates it. But it would be like, could you imagine if she was the one teaching me and I'm going to her all needy? Can you show me this? Can you show me that? I mean, that would, it's so pathetic, dude. It's, it's the thought. Yeah. You know, it gives me the freaking heebie-jeebies or something. Just thinking about being that pathetic. It's like you gotta be, you got, you gotta be like better than her at whatever it is that she finds important, or she's just not gonna stay attracted to you. That's that's been my experience, at least, and from what I've observed in the date and selling in the dating market, especially. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it makes total sense. It's, it's, uh, and it feels good to be in that, that role. And I've been on all sides of it too throughout my life. I've yeah. Been with women that were just in, insanely dynamic and better than me at actually the stuff that they liked. And, <laughs> and you're right, it was fun, but I always had this feeling like I, I couldn't catch up or something. And it just didn't, it wasn't right. And my ego would just not allow me to even date, like, like, let's say there's a, a girl copywriter out there who's better than me, which I'm not going to say there is one. Oops. <laughs> there probably is actually, but, you know, I'm not going to try to date that girl. Because it ain't going to last anyway. You know, she's going to find a better copywriter. If that's what's important to her, obviously. I'm not saying they're all girls like that. But, like, you know, I see, I see this happen. Like, for example, um, my girl went to this seminar called Traffic and Conversion in January. I think it was it January or February? Um, the one in San Diego, Ryan Dice puts on. A lot oh, of people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was meeting a lot of people. I didn't go with her. She wanted me to go with, but I just to me it just didn't seem like it was worth my time to go there. And uh, but it was for her. I, I encouraged her to go. And she was meeting. She'd meet like all these people. She'd meet like husband wife uh, couples there, where the wife was like doing, trying to learn direct marketing, and the husband had no interest in it. Mm-hmm. And I said, watch if she gets too successful, more than he is, there's going to be marital problems there. Like he's a guy has got to stay more successful than his one. I believe this, and <laughs> it sounds like as quickly and correct as you can get. I'm just saying, if you want to have a happy, harmonious relationship, you gotta don't let her get more successful than you. Okay. In fact, you she doesn't want you to be less successful than her. She wants you to pull her. She wants you to be the king. So be the king, you know. And anyway, so that that's been my prophecy for some people, and I've seen that come true actually a few times. Scarily enough, it's not like again. You see the punch coming a mile away, and you, know, you can let it hit you, or you can learn to deal with it and get better, right? So that's right. well. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, if it's if it's valuable enough to you to, to to stay with that situation you've created with that woman uh, in particular, then then yeah, if she starts getting uh, successful, then you should be yeah, you should be able to trump that or, or take it even further. So it's a good motivator too in a relationship absolutely. to never you know again not I staying see. stagnant with business or relating. I, I, and this is what I'm saying. The girls, they're with these guys. And you know, I don't even blame them, quite frankly. They, stay, they marry these guys or they're with these guys who just don't want to grow. And, but she does, you know, because she's insatiably curious about something. She's going to grow. If the guy doesn't grow, it's his own freaking fault And when she dumps him. And it's going to happen. Because why should she stay with someone who's, like, you know, below her? You know, mm-hmm. you know girls like to date up. That's just the way they are. It, 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 there's this... um. There's this phenomenon called hyper, I think they call it hypergamy or something like that, where a woman will always want to be with the highest value man she can be with, you know, that she can realistically be with. And it's a defensive, it's a biological mechanism. It's not a bad thing. It's just that guys think it's a bad thing when it happens to them, but 
It's because they let themselves get stagnant. They didn't grow. They didn't stay high value to her. Mm-hmm. So she went and found a new high value guy. It's just like us. We, if we're given a chance to, you know, biologically, a guy wants a girl that's you know beautiful. Mm-hmm. But if she just lets herself go, he's going to start looking around. It's just it's the exact same thing. Yeah, and it's a, I mean that's an automatic process. So again, just like we talked about, not not getting hung up on your expectations, ideas, or mental assessments on what's going on. Uh, but instead to pay attention to how things actually are uh, in observation, in direct yes. observation, and then operating from there, you know? <laughs> Which makes total sense. It's so obvious, but there are people that are just operating as if they're in outer space in some other location, you know, where in their minds at least things appear to be happening that actually aren't. Well, you know, the, 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 like the, the irony of this is now you also have the opposite guy. The guy who's basically a bum, and he lives in the basement, his girlfriend's basement, his under couch or something, whatever, his mom's house. He's got no prospects in life. He just sits around and really just does whatever he wants. There's something that a lot of girls will find attractive about that guy in the sense that, one, he's a project that they can work on because they see potential in him, that he could be a king. And two, he's got like this sense of freedom mm-hmm. that, that, you know, which is attractive. It's a confidence and freedom that he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And this is why you see, I think that, okay, so I've known guys who have dated strippers, right? Mm-hmm. And strippers are like the hottest girl, but they're also just like usually the most mentally screwed up girls. <laughs> you know, they have problems. <laughs> Not all of them have problems, but there's most of them from what I understand. At least. And you're like, why are they, they'll be with like the scummiest dudes, you know? But it's because they really, they don't put that girl on a pedestal. They don't give a crap about her. And in a way, it like elevates them over her, even though she probably makes ten thousand dollars a night, and they don't make anything. But he, they've meant they by beating her down, they can elevate themselves up, which I don't recommend. I'm not recommending this thing one to do, but I'm saying that it all goes that girls want to be with the man who they perceive is better than them, and that's why how abusive guys get away with it. They abuse the hell out of these girls mentally, if not physically, keeping them down, so that they can raise themselves up. And I think that's the wrong way to do it. And I think. You have a lot of nice guys out there, so-called nice guys that are at risk of this because they're so angry from getting spurned and they can't get a girl and all this. And what was that one guy, Elliot, Elliot Rogers, that went on the shooting spree because of a girl? You know, I mean, there's, yeah. this is a, you know, it's like so. I'm not saying every guy is going to do that. I'm just saying that it, that anger builds up when you don't have to let it. You just have to know what they want. It's marketing, right? It's marketing. Yeah, exactly. What do they want? It's the same thing. Well, one of the things that it all boils down to, and this is with business and and dating, is that having that level of uh, 100% self-acceptance, at least being cool with yourself in your own head, so that when you, so you earn yourself the power of, like you said, taking your ball and leaving. Screw you guys, I'm going home, you know? You have to be able, you have to know that you can have fun by yourself from any range of activities, anything from playing a game on your phone to like going out to see sports or drinking a beer or whatever, the, reading comics, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> yeah. You know that you can be cool totally with yourself at home with nothing for the moment and be able to operate from that position. And, uh, and I think with business and with, with women, that makes a lot of sense. You can, you're not needy. You're not dependent on any of those people. If you hate a client, you can midstream tell them to go to hell and send them <laughs> on their way. You know, just that you, when you're willing to do that. that. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> But then, then you, the client said, I, then all my time is freed up to hang out with people I love to be around, which is very few people, 
and then also to, to work with, and I'm, I'm actually elevating my business now too because I'm teaching, as I teach the partner, as I teach my girlfriend to do her sales funnel, I'm going, okay, so she's aiming for this, this level, a three grand level, let's say. Then my next step is I'm putting a ten grand funnel in place. You know, oh, I, yeah. I see, I'm seeing like, oh wow, what I'm teaching her, I can apply this shit right now too. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it gets now, me out of being lazy. Kept, you know, imagine if she kept building the funnels and she started blowing you away, and you just, <laughs> and you just started to like coast. Well, I don't need to do anything now. You'd be in trouble, man. You know, right? Yeah. Like any guy would. Did you ever see that movie Kick Ass too? I saw Kick-Ass 1. I can't remember if I saw Kick-Ass 2. Okay. It doesn't matter. There's like a scene in there. You know, they're, they're joint. They've, they've two Kick-Ass and his best friend are now superheroes, right? And nobody knows it. Like, they're still, they got secret identities. But they're, they're now part of like a group of superheroes. And it's like, like they have their own thing. That Now, girls are no longer the number one thing in their life. And it's just like they're into this. They're into this thing. And they're walking down the halls and they, they have so much confidence. They're not even saying anything. But you see everyone just kind of looking at them in awe. Like they're radiating confidence. And that's how it is when you have your own thing. Like you were saying, you have something that's not them. That's not just, you're not putting a client on a pedestal. You're not putting a girl on a pedestal. You're not putting anything on a pedestal. But whatever it is, your mission in life is the only thing I think should be on a pedestal. It's attractive to everyone, to clients, customers, women, whatever you want. People find that attractive. Business partners, joint venture partners. People want to be with that. Nobody wants to be with the guy who's always nipping at everyone and clinging to everyone that nobody likes that so nah but if you see a guy who's like hey man what's been going on with you he's like oh fuck i'm skydiving and then we're out on yeah. the coast taking a motorcycle ride to the beach and then holy shit the cops tried to rob us but man it was cool you know that guy everyone's like holy shit yeah they are man and, and <laughs> eat guys like that in life I'm like or keep this girl guy away from my girl you know? <laughs> yeah, like exactly. step my game up and i'm kind of lazy right now and i don't but it keeps you but it keeps us on our toes i think it all goes back to balance dude when you have balance and you know what you're doing you're going in on a, on a, you're going after something everything's good you're everything's cool everyone around you is cool everything's in balance around you you actually pull other people into balance who are not in balance in situations but when you let yourself out of balance by doing like these needy things and you know all the stuff we said not to do you know, you're going to ask for trouble and you're going to get trouble and it's not going to be pleasant. And this is probably why so many people are miserable crying in their beer alone at night. You know, mm -hmm. they're just, that, that would be my guess at least. But I, don't I, mean, there's a, uh, <laughs> there's a, I forget who this is. There's a movie about him on Netflix. I should watch this. But uh, the story stuck with me was that this musician who only ever played like three times or something. And I might be making up these numbers, but it was something to this effect. He played like two or three times in his whole life. But he had like such a huge following just because he never actually did much. So that the <laughs> moment he would let some music leak out, people were just desperate for it. You know, and he had these, these fans. And I, I think he, it was like two shows or something in his whole life. Creating demand, but, man. You know, yeah, yeah. It's just so people were all, all about him. Like, what's he doing right now? You know, and it's, the guy was probably just, just didn't want to do the music. Or, and it just happened to, to occur that everyone <laughs> Was just really wanting to hear what the fuck he had to say. Yeah, there's this book called Women. It's from, a, it's from um, uh, Charles Bukowski, who's you know, pretty, if you if if you know novels, you probably heard of him before. But he's kind of a he's got like a cult following, and it's all about this. Oh, it's kind of autobiographical actually, but it's all about this like old ugly dude, like in his fifties, not old, but like in his fifties. But he, you know, self-described ugly, like an mm -hmm. ape. He said he looked like, but yet. 
these like hot 23 year old girls were showing up to his door all the time because he suddenly became a published poet suddenly because he was a published poet and nothing else changed in his life he's still an alcoholic he's still a loser in every other way he still doesn't do anything with his life but write some poems and give talks about poems he's got unsolicited girls just coming to him unsolicited wanting to have sex with him and I thought now this might (laughs) you know this ain't gonna happen to every guy but I'm just saying it shows that that like when you have something in your life that's just not girls or it's just not clients or whatever it is you want, when you have something else and you're good at it and you excel at it, you're going to attract whatever it is you want. Like And there's nothing mystical about it. You're just going to attract people to you, not in a mystical way, but just because they're going to see you. They're like, man, I want to be like that. I want to be a part of that person's world. I want to be in a, a, or a, a moon orbiting that planet. That's the way I look at it. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's 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 obvious, and again, just the the fun person in the room is the one who's going to get uh, get all the attention. If you're just excited yeah. and talking about how awesome life is, you know, and the haters just run away from it because there's nothing for them to hold on to. You know, the complainers don't want to be around when someone's talking about how awesome life is. It just sends no, them they away. Just, they just like they probably just talk about him behind his back. You know, oh yeah, he's, did you hear about what he did? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Well, and then you can even have fun with that. Oh, this guy over here, he talks about all of us behind our backs. How much fun is he? Having? You know, whatever. Just draw it right out. <laughs> what that thing you said about me, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love those. I mean, yeah. And I have to feel, uh, to do the, to be that kind of guy, I have to go through the intensity every single time. It's not like I'm sitting there thinking like, oh, this is easy to, to, to throw everybody on the fire here. No, I'm on the fire too, and I have to feel it. So you gotta, you got to be willing to feel things in life uh, to go through business. Like you said, you, you'll always face a ton of failures in business, and, and in dating really too. There's, oh, yeah. there's failures to go through, and now it's to the point where if I put something out and it, it doesn't work, uh, now I just see it as an opportunity to see exactly why it didn't work, and then the next project is, is, is better. So it doesn't even feel too bad anymore, even though I... I, I have the standard human response of, oh, that didn't sell like I wanted it to, but <laughs> move on and then figure out why I do the next thing. No big deal. That's the standard response of, why didn't I know this 10 years ago? You know? Oh, like, man, I like that's that the one. thing I get mad at. like, damn it. You know, I should have known that five months ago. You know? Yeah. It's like, why was no one here to tell me what a sales funnel was 10 years ago? Yeah. God damn it. I blogged into the into the nothingness for for four years, you know, until I started to realize that wasn't the way. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's it's always a little. It's like, man, if I'd known about what I know about email like twenty fifteen years ago, this this would be like a whole different ball game right now. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then that's the opportunity to say like, act, you know, pretend that you. Took, I used this as an exercise in one of my courses. It was a two parter. The thing was, was saying, well, what would you do if you could go back 10 years into the past? What would you do different now? And they make a whole list, and then at the end of the course, they get that list out again. And the trick is to say, well, you got your wish. You are now 10 years, uh, you, you right now are 10 years back from where you were. So what are you going to do? You know, so it's a little head game, but it works. A person goes, yeah. oh, fuck, what, what if I was 10 years in the future and I just got delivered back here? What the fuck would I do different? Holy shit, I'm going to eat different. I'm going to get rid yeah, of these definitely. people, you know, yeah. So it's, oh yeah, it's kind of a fun trick, but it works. It works. It's like a little time travel uh, exercise. <laughs> I've never actually tried that, but that sounds that's that's a good one. I like that. It puts some feeling into it, you know. It gives you a little sense of urgency of like, oh fuck, I just got oh, yeah. ten years. <laughs> saw how fast the last ten years went. You're like, oh crap. <laughs> exactly. That concludes part two of Garrett's conversation with Ben Settle. Stay tuned for part three. 
when Ben discusses his top tips for business and dating.